Welcome to this week's Recappers, presented by Sports Pub, where we break down the most recent tournament, the bets we made, and the bets you should have made. As a reminder, please leave a review, a rating of our show, wherever you listen to the podcast. We love some five-star ratings. Get us uh, new guys out there to the world. This week's tournament was the Zurich Classic of New Orleans, featuring a lot of alligators and a win by Mark Leishman and Cam Smith Team Mullet. Coming through with a big win, beating uh, Usti and Charles Swartzel on the first playoff hole. It was a uh, quite the finish there this weekend at the Zurich, wasn't it, KJ? It was pretty exciting. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't too excited about this week coming into it. I did catch you know some, some of the action on Thursday, Friday. I didn't see any on Saturday and caught a little bit yesterday. I'm not going to lie. I didn't really watch the whole thing yesterday. Um, but I mean, it seemed to be a pretty exciting finish going to a playoff. Obviously is pretty sweet and a playoff with an alternate shot and, and pretty much, you know, Oosthuizen hit a tee ball in the playoff hole into the water. So that kind of, you're kind of done after that <laughs> kind of done, but you know, actually they could have, they could have kind of had a chance there, but it made it pretty easy for leash and cam bullet cam to, to finish it off with a par and win the tournament for Australia. It was great. This is Cam Smith's second win at this tournament. They switched to team format back in 2017. It's the second time he's... That's pretty impressive. I mean, it looks like if you're looking for a teammate, you know, you talk about President's Cup, you, somebody that likes to play and does play well with other fe- other folks and can do it with multiple people, apparently. You know, he won with Jonas Blixt the first time. Both of them live here in the Ponte Vedra area, so that's pretty cool for us. But... Yeah, if I'm looking for a, a partner in an event, that guy seems to know how to do it well. Would you be willing to grow the mullet out to play with Cam Smith? Yeah, I'd, absolutely. I love it. I, I think Jen, my wife, wouldn't love it, but I mean, I think our office would be okay with it. With me oh, doing we'd it. love it. So why not? Maybe I'll do it. Maybe it's something I could consider. <laughs> there was a uh, amazing shot. Uh, Leishman chipped in for birdie on 16. Yeah. Cam Smith hit, hit his three-wood. You know, this is like a drivable hole, right? So right. Cam actually was hitting a three-wood trying to go for the green. Got a really bad bounce. The ball kicks into the water, and so they have to take the penalty stroke. Leishman does the drop, and now it's his shot in the alternate shot format there. Chips it in. Chips it in for birdie. Can you imagine hitting the ball in the water and then still making birdie? <laughs> and it proved to be a huge shot for them because this is on the 16th hole. This is like crunch time, and... Um, Louis, I think Louis and Charles did not get up and down, so That's they correct. made par, I believe, on the hole, or did they make bogey? I think they they both parred 16, both bogeyed 17, and then both parred 18 to, to close it out. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, that was a huge, that was a huge birdie there on 16 by Leishman and Cam um, when it looked like they were going to be kind of in trouble there and might be blowing the tournament, but... That's how it is in this kind of format. Alternate shot, you know, you see a lot of this in the President's Cup and the Ryder Cup. It's a different kind of format. And in those scenarios, it's, you know, it's match play. But you could make big numbers. They could have, you know, Cam hits it in the water. They could have not got up and down. If they didn't get up and down, they'd make bogey. But chips it in, and, and it kind of proved to be one of the difference makers in the uh, in the final round there. Uh, Cam, did you see this? <laughs> Cam apparently told his girlfriend that if they won this week, that he would cut off the mullet. But I think he's backtracking on that already. You'd have to. If you have a good luck charm, I mean, everybody's heard the story of Samson at this point in their life. You don't cut it off. 
Like that is if that is where your power is coming from, you keep the mullet. I mean, yeah, he's been playing awesome golf. I didn't I didn't have time this morning to look up like his exact finishes recently, but I know he's been on fire. He's you know, he obviously played well in the Masters for two times in a row. He came in second in the fall and he what was he top five? He definitely was, he was top, top five, five. Maybe top three or I don't know. What he played great in the Masters. He's been one of the hottest golfers on tour this spring. And uh, you know, getting a victory out of it just continues in great form. I think the highlight of the week, though, is cash out with the coaches, baby. Travis Fulton, Jonathan Coachman, our show that we post on Tuesday nights, they preview the tournament every week. They do five picks each. They've got this, like, format that we track. They killed it this week. Killed it. And Travis, his winner bet, who was it? Leishman and Cam, Cam Smith. Smith. And that's his second one since the show started. He got one back in the fall uh, before we started working with them. But this is the second time he's got a winner bet from the show, from Cash Out with the Coaches. I'm sure if you watch it tomorrow, he'll be uh, pimping that pretty hard. Oh, I, I cannot wait to watch the show tomorrow, and you guys need to make sure you tune in for that one at 8 o'clock tomorrow night on YouTube and IGTV. It is going – you know it's going to be hilarious, and it's going to be hard. You know, they, they try to compete against each other. It's going to be hard for Coach to come back. He's going to have to find a winner bet in there somewhere. Maybe something with a little bit longer odds because actually they were only like plus fourteen hundred, plus fifteen hundred. Yeah, depending on which so sports book. Not really long odds. They were one of the favorites, but awesome pick by Travis. I was feeling that pick too, and we'll get to that in a little bit. All their picks did great this weekend, though. Oh yeah, because this is this event is extremely difficult to handicap. Yeah. For example, I I do my uh, typical DraftKings where I have a lot of success. I pick the winner. I picked the second place guy, and then I had four teams that missed the cut. Like it's so hard to predict. Yeah, and I remember you know looking at the cash out show this week. They they kind of like I, I was talking to Travis before the show. He's like, man, this week is it's just so hard to figure it out, you know. But we've got a good show. We're going to be okay. And then boom, they had one of their best weeks of the year. You it just never awesome. know. Golf betting's tough, but it, you know they put in the time and effort, and they understand how these things work. It's a different format and knowledge of the game and how the betting lines work. It pays off for them. And You can't just pick one hot guy. You have to pick two hot guys to ride on a weekend like this. You had to ride two hot guys. You have to. If you're going to win this weekend, if you're going to take it to the pay window, that's that's what you need to do. Yep. Do you like this format? The tournament format? Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of – I keep going back and forth on it. I think it's cool that the PGA Tour does some, like – you know, mixes it up a little bit. We've got the match play that happened a little bit earlier in the season, and then this format. It's the only two-man team event of the year. So I think in that sense, like, it's cool to have it be a little bit mixed up. But at the same time, I really wasn't excited going into the tournament to watch it. So I don't know. I Maybe it's because it's like a, you know, the field The field was kind of good. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Um I think what bothers me a little bit about it is you see because like the best ball format you could have you could have some guys that really have not sniffed anywhere near the top of the leaderboard in a year or more some guys that are really are not in great form but if they make a few birdies and they're you know they kind of ham and egg it with their partner all of a sudden you look up on like Thursday and a random team of like Graham McDowell is you know playing well all of a sudden and because he's got Matt Wallace playing with him, who is pretty hot right now. 
Um, but, but it's just stuff like that. Like, where are these guys coming from? And you realize, well, they're, they've got two balls. So if you're out of the hole you, and you got a partner that made birdie, it doesn't really matter. I was watching the senior tour guys with uh, Rocco Mediate in there. Right. They shot four That's, under on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, they they were right in it for to make the cut, but we knew that Friday was going to be a lot more difficult. It's the equalizer. Um, so it's a little misleading. You've you got to be careful with that with the bets. Um, I think the best ball, like, to that point – kind of boring you know they're out there trying to make a bunch of birdies it gets all bunched up the leaderboard i don't know for me See, it's kind of boring this is where i disagree i love seeing guys go low and watching team send it better known as uh Finau and cam champ they had what 16 or 18 drives over 300 yards on thursday that's that's fun to watch i mean that's if bryson was here he's the only one that can compete with that yeah well i uh I was uh, on the other side of betting against that team, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But I think the best ball part is boring. I prefer the alternate shot format because I like seeing some carnage, and I like seeing – I know what alternate shot feels like. I've played it in some events, like member-member at the club I play at. it. We have alternate shot. The first time I played in it, I didn't even know the guy. I was new there. I met it, you know, I, I knew I was going to be playing with this guy who's like 55, and I know he's a good golfer, so I'm nervous to, like, make a mistake. And I know these, we're talking about PGA Tour guys. These guys are the top of their, at their game. And they're, they know each other pretty well. Yeah, but you still feel that pressure. I know they're feeling the pressure of not wanting to mess up for their uh, partner. And we, you know what? We did see some really high scores, and you saw a little bit of carnage on, on those best ball or the alternate shot days on Friday and Sunday. I think I saw somebody. Who did I see? Somebody shot an 82 on Sunday. Um, it was Cameron Percy and Greg Chalmers. Yes. So they made the cut. They played pretty well to, to get to the weekend. I think they played okay on Saturday, like four under or something like that. Not great in the best ball format, but not terrible. 82 on Sunday. And I, I didn't really look into the scorecard to see why or how that happened, but I'm sure there's some big numbers in there, Oh yeah, which is pretty funny. Did you notice the uh, pay difference from first place to second place? How much money was on the line with that playoff hole? Huge. Half a million dollars per guy. Yeah, over half a million dollars per guy from the difference between winning or losing or that playoff, winning yeah. or losing that playoff. It's nuts. Yeah, it's a very expensive water ball for Usti. Here's a question I've got. So kind of like back to this format. Do you think this is a real PGA Tour event? Like do you view this as like if you win this, do you consider that like, okay, he's got one win on the PGA Tour. It's the Zurich. No. <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, here's what I go back to. So back whenever Cam Smith won this the first time, he carried Jonas Blix through that weekend. So Jonas Blix technically gets a win, but if you went back and watched this tournament, Cam Smith made every great shot, and Jonas just didn't make too many mistakes. But he still gets credit for the PGA Tour win. Nothing yeah. against Jonas. Great guy, but... And the benefits that come with it. You know, you get to play in the Century Tournament Champions. You're exempt now into the PGA Championship, Correct. which these two were already in it anyway, but... It comes with a lot of weight. It comes with, I think, a little bit less FedEx points than maybe a normal week. I think it was 400 apiece. It was 400 instead of 500. Right, but, but here's the thing. Look at an opposite field event where you have to win it as an individual. Yes, it's not going to be as strong of a field, obviously, but you're an individual. You win it. You're a PGA Tour winner. You only get 300 FedEx points, and you make way less money than these two just made over a million dollars each. 
to win the Zurich. Yeah, I mean it. So which is better? Which is better? Is it is it better to win that opposite field event by yourself, or is it better to win the Zurich Classic as with a teammate? I think if the Zurich brought more talent to the to the tournament, I think I would say Zurich. But based on how weak this field is, I mean honestly, it's not much stronger than an opposite field event. Yeah, there I, was I some random toward, people in it. Like I said, I I Rocco. follow Rocco. How does Media. Rocco Media get into like, this? Exactly. Thing? Like I haven't heard him since I watched golf with my grandpa 25 years ago yeah i i i don't know i i think in some sense financially obviously that winning the zurich uh, the benefits are actually better to win the zurich than winning an opposite field event oh definitely but uh, i don't i don't know i don't i don't think of it like a but real which PGA one at tour. the end of the like let's say one of us were on the pga tour and we only won one event would you rather have the puerto rico open trophy or the Zurich Classic of New Orleans trophy, if you only won one PGA Tour event in your life? If it was me, I'd rather win Puerto Rico. I would want to know that I won it all by myself. Yeah. Speaking of, we discussed this this weekend as well. If you made a hole-in-one, like uh, we saw this weekend from Graham McDowell, would you be more excited if you made a hole-in-one playing by yourself or with a teammate? I think it'd be with a teammate. I would love to argue against you just because it's more fun, <laughs> but I agree. Like something about carrying somebody else yeah. with that hole in one and getting to celebrate it as two people, as opposed to like, if you're in a group and you're playing against him, they're down two strokes. Best case. If, if they make a par. Right. So yeah, you're, you know, a normal week you see guys make hole in ones and they kind of like, they celebrate with their caddy depending oh, yeah. on the personality of their player. But the, the other folks in the group usually are kind of like high-fiving them, and they're excited, but they're not really excited. The reaction that we saw from Graham McDowell and Matt Wallace was amazing. And it's like if you or I made a hole-in-one playing on a Saturday. We'd be so pumped because we don't play for enough money where it matters. Yeah, I actually I was playing yesterday with a friend, and we got to the 16th hole, and it's a pretty short par three where we were playing, and I was like, if I get a hole in one, will you jump in the pond right there? <laughs> I don't know. Cause I was playing so bad. I was just like trying to make conversation and he's like, yeah, absolutely. Of course I didn't come anywhere near it, but that would have been fun. You're right. We would, if, if, if I made a hole in one and you and I were playing together and I said, let's go jump in the lake, you'd probably do it with me. Right. Like it'd yeah. be a blast. Yeah. Watching Graham and Wall celebrate was what you'd expect to see when somebody makes a hole in one and you just don't see that in the tour on a normal week. Right. And it happens. Like you, you see, a lot of times we'll see one or two or three hole-in-ones each week on the PGA Tour. Tommy Fleetwood. <laughs> two in a row. And, um, and yeah, the celebrations never really seem to be crazy. I remember there was one back in the day with Rich Beam where he, like, won a Nissan or something car, and he jumped on the hood of it. Like, he made a <laughs> hole-in-one and jumped on it with his, like, his shoes and everything. He probably scratched it up pretty oh, good. Yeah. But um, Nissan still probably loved it though. Oh yeah, you cannot get any better marketing than that. No, if you're Nissan, so that'll that, buff that was out. Pretty funny. Let's talk about the rest of the field for a moment. Uh, there was one team that I noticed rode the struggle bus. Shoot, they were driving the struggle bus for everybody else. <laughs> Morikawa and hitching his swing, Matthew Wolf. That oh. was rough to watch. It's brutal. It's 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 got to be mostly Wolf, um, but. Morikawa didn't play great either. It's just tough to see Wolf right now, man. I'm telling you. He was supposed to be the next big thing. 
I've heard like he's really struggling like off the course, not just, you know, just I think, you know, there was I think there was some talk about like the pandemic and the lack of social interaction. You know, you're on tour, but you're in hotel rooms. You're not allowed to go out to dinners and different things like that. And we're starting to see that loosen up. But he's his swing is struggling. I saw him hit an iron. I don't know if it's Thursday or Friday. He was hitting an iron off the tee. I think it was Thursday. He hit an iron off the tee and it went out of bounds. Like he can't. He's that's trying. A, that feels familiar. That's. I mean, I. We all have done that. <laughs> but you're you're on the PGA tour. You can't be hitting irons off the no. tee and knocking it off the golf course. Uh, I just seemed like everything they had like they were featured on PGA tour live coverage. So you see a lot of their shots. You see a lot of their shots and. It was kind of tough to watch. I turned it off after a little bit, but I don't know. I hope it's good for the game if Wolf's better, you know? Oh, agree. He's a really great personality. I know Taylor May put out some videos about a year ago on YouTube, and he is a blast to watch with some of the other stars like Rory and Tiger. I mean, they're watching him hit drives a year ago. Yeah. Now, I don't know if I'm him if I want to get up in front of Tiger and swing a golf club. Yeah, it's you kind of are nervous for him when you're watching him right yeah. now. It's pretty pretty rough. I hope he turns around soon. I'm sure he will. He's just too good and too talented to not. He's already won on the PGA Tour. So that we have to remember, this wasn't too long. Less than two years ago, the guy won a PGA Tour event. So he's got to remind himself of that, and I think eventually he'll get back into a better place. And golf will be better when he does. Yeah, I already mentioned this, but the Cameron Percy, Greg Chalmers, 82 on Sunday, that is just hilarious i was scanning through there were some other pretty big numbers some 79s and 77s that alternate shot thing it can be really tough but on the other side you see richie wierenski and peter uline shoot five under on sunday a nice little 67 they shot up the leaderboard 15 spots and ended up tied for third uh tied best round of the day with cantlay and shoffley this is where those bets where you can have the matchup bets depending on this was Honestly, this wasn't covered that well by the books this week. But this is where if you do have a book that can get you these matchups, it can be a lot of it can make these kind of events a lot more fun in these team matchups. Absolutely. I, I had a few bets this week that made it a little bit more interesting for me to follow it. You know, I said I wasn't too excited. I actually was I almost was planning on not betting this week because it that it, it felt like it was gonna be so hard to figure out who's, you know, who's gonna perform well under these uh under this format Which two guys that's the that's the challenge right you you got a lot to factor into play there how did your bets do this week i did i did well i only placed three bets i lost a round one matchup i picked sung jm and ben on over tyrell hatton and danny willett i just felt like willett i don't know man i i just don't ever want to bet for him because i don't i don't know i feel like he won the masters he's played some well in some european tour events but i just I don't see him playing well. And Tyrrell Hatton's been kind of hit or miss lately, I feel like. But then again, I picked Ben on, who has been playing kind of bad. So He's definitely feaster family. But it was even money, and I was like, you know what? That sounds like a pretty decent bet, round one matchup. But I lost that one. I did win two others, though. So I bet placed three bets. I won two. I lost one. I put you know one unit on each of these. So I ended up on the pot, up, up one unit for the week. The other one I had, tournament matchup. John Rahm, Ryan Palmer, defending champions over Shoffley and Cantlay. Cantlay's just kind of been struggling lately, riding that struggle bus a little bit. He's not he's probably like in the middle of the bus. He's not in the front seat. He's not in the back seat. He's not definitely not driving it. Uh he's he's an elite talent, so but I just didn't think they were gonna 
beat Rahm and Palmer. So I took Rahm and Palmer minus 115. That hit for me. Xander and Cantlay really kind of dug themselves into a hole on Friday. They shot two over, and then they kind of didn't play great on Saturday either. Four under in best ball is not great. And then they lit it up on Sunday, but they had already kind of done the damage. They they were pretty far back from Rahm and Palmer at that point. And then my other bet was Cam Smith, Mark Leishman, tournament matchup, minus 125 over Finau and Champ. You can never bet for Finau to win. So That's true. And I actually did think Smith and Leishman were going to win. I just didn't do a winner bet on them. That was that would have been my pick. I didn't I didn't make that pick, but um, it was easy because you know going into Sunday they're kind of jockeying for the top position. But don't worry, don't worry, folks. We got Finau on Sunday and they shoot four over him and Champ. Just absolutely fall apart on Sunday. Team send it, send it, sent it in the water. Yeah, they sent it. They sent themselves <laughs> home with a plus four on Sunday. Whose fault is this, by the way? Who do you, whose fault is that? Do you think it's Finau's fault? Not this week. No, I mean I think Finau's playing on a different level than Cam Champ right now, and I think that in this situation, Champ was the one that let him down a little bit. Here's a question for you: mm-hmm. We had Team send it with Finau and Champ. You had Team Mullet with Spieth. Smith and Leishman, Xander and Cantley. What what would their team name be? Team boring. That's what I was, team library. Like, <laughs> like you never on. hear a word out of those yeah. two. They're I, great golfers, but man, like do they like they probably just look at each other. They don't even talk. Yeah, it's like watching paint dry. Like they they're awesome golfers. They are ball striking machines, and they are some of the top talents in the world. But man, they're boring i could see the pga tour guy like miking him up for an event and being like why am i doing this yeah although I, i'm starting to like Cantley a little more he said some things on camera <laughs> that is, in hawaii <laughs> <laughs> that was great that was like really funny i think like might have been a year and a half ago it's probably why i stopped talking after, after he got <laughs> caught on that live mic he's like i'm not saying another word yeah he's he's actually i think pretty funny but yeah he comes across as pretty boring on tv i'm pumped to get back into DraftKings this week like I said, I picked the winner and second place this week, and then four guys, four teams that missed the cut. Um, on a normal week, if I had those four guys, I probably wouldn't have ended up in the money. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this week getting over to Valspar, I think you're going to pr- do well. You always do well in your fantasy I lineups. Do. Like literally every week, it's either, oh, I didn't win in the one that's like going swinging for the fences trying to win a million dollars, but I had my 50-50 where I doubled up my money, so I covered my losses. It's like you break even or you win money. You don't do anything else. Yeah. This week was a little bit different, different format. We'll give you a pass on that thank one. Thank you, thank you. I did with, uh, Baseball, I did the same thing this weekend, and I actually won money in baseball. Well, there you have so, it. So if you're looking for daily fantasy advice, this is your guy over here. Uh, this coming week, as you mentioned, the Valspar champ, uh, Championship at Innisbrook Resort. They actually have four courses there. I was I was researching a little bit this, this morning. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Might be a nice place to go sometime for for a weekend away of golf and full rounds. Actually, elevation changes a little bit. You see, like we're in Florida, we don't really see it. That's like the only part of the state that has elevation changes. Really random. Although I guess out toward the Panhandle, there's some near Tallahassee, but this is down. Is this just, just outside of Tampa? Of, yeah, outside of Tampa, right? Um, two-time defending champion Paul Casey looks to re- three-peat. He won it in 2018 and 2019. Last year's edition was canceled because of COVID-19. Dustin Johnson's in the field. He had a chance to win 
in 2019, but he shot a final round 74. And Casey's ranked, what, 20th in the world right now? Yep. I mean, he's he's actually got a, a pretty good shot at it. I think so. He's a great ball striker. This course really puts a premium on quality tee shots and approach shots. Like, is, there might be, like, more emphasis this week on, like, how you perform off the tee than you might see on normal other weeks. So you got to shape it a little bit around some tee shots, placing it in certain areas to give yourself good angles into the hole. With Justin Thomas in this field, that sounds like that sets up well for him. You've got to believe it. The number two golfer in the world is playing this week. We, both, we got DJ and JT playing the two top two in the world. Um, beyond that, not a ton of top 50 guys playing in the world, but... I think we had 20. We have 20 top 50 guys. So it's sure. still a, a decent showing. Yeah, not bad at all. Uh, I would like to look at... I'm looking at the list right now. Number 38 in the world. I talk about this guy a lot, Corey, Corey Connors. Connors. He could be a good pick. He's a good ride the hot guy pick right now. Yeah, he's been playing well. Played well in the Masters. He's a phenomenal ball striker. He's someone to look at. DJ, you got to look at him. He's the number one golfer. Yeah, in the but world. for a betting purposes, his odds are going to be so low. Yeah, you definitely can't pick him for a winner this week. No, I probably, I probably won't. Unless you're hedging. Right, you're going to throw five bucks on him to make sure you don't miss out if he wins. But I, I don't think he. I don't. I don't know. I hope I, like, I don't regret this, but I'm not going to – I don't think DJ's going to win this week. The way you described it, I like Victor Hovland. Currently yeah. 15th ranked in the world. He's in this field. He's been playing great lately. He's just a guy that doesn't seem to let not winning get him down. Right. Honestly, becoming one of my favorite players to watch just because of his energy. Yep. Uh, I do think that's a great one to look at. And, I, you know, once we – both of us kind of do the show and then we kind of start looking at it and preparing – this afternoon, tomorrow for our picks for this week. So it'll be. I'll be curious to see where Victor comes in and kind of the rankings for what we're looking at. I know that uh, in the team event, Cockrack played pretty well with his partner. The cock. Um, yeah, uh, I think I pick <laughs> him. Boy. I pick him almost every week for some reason. I don't know why. Um, I he's thirty six in the world. I know he's been playing great this year. Like he's like so under the radar too. It's unbelievable. Like, if you were to ask, I mean, I guess it makes sense he's 36 in the world, but he hasn't, when was the last time, did he, like, when when has he won? I don't even know. Interesting. He's been, I think he's made almost every cut this season, which makes him a great pick for DFS. I'm going to take a look at this. I'm looking this up. Uh, he has one win on the PGA Tour. When was this? Oh, he won this, he won that event in October the CJ Cup at Shadow Creek. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Like, this was kind of like an added event to kind of, well, they moved it from, usually it's out like abroad, right? Yeah. And they, you know, with COVID, they had everybody play here. Play here. He beat uh, Xander Shoffley by two strokes. Yeah, he he put on a clinic that week. Shot 64 on Sunday. Why? I couldn't, now I know it's why. It's okay. But I think I'll, I'll probably have Cockrack in my lineup this week. He, before that, one other thing I'm just looking at now. He hadn't won uh, since 2011, so nine years. He won twice on the nation at the time nationwide tour. Now the Corn Ferry Tour. So he got that's where he got his tour, tour card. But he's been playing great golf. So those are the guys we're watching this week. You'll definitely want to check out Cash Out with the coaches. Mm -hmm. See if they're on a heater right now because they killed it this last week. Let's see if they can bring it again this week. Tuesday night, 8 o'clock on YouTube. You definitely want to check that out. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Please leave a five-star review. We would love it. 
Anything else from you, KJ? Nope, that's it. Excited to get back to a normal event this week. I think it'll be more exciting for the betting folks. I can't wait. All right. See you all next week. Later.